I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, if you don't know already, PayMaya is out there. PayMaya is a free mobile wallet app that you can download from the App Store, the Play Store, and the Huawei App Gallery. So download the PayMaya app today. Register using our code. That's eDropPayMaya. Upgrade. Add money, and then, guess what? You get a 50 peso reward. Ooh, coldest. And get on it right now. Make sure you have the app because that reward is only until May 31st. You can pay securely from the convenience of your home, go contactless and cashless. And that's exactly what we want nowadays, right? So don't pay cash. Pay Pay Maya. Maya. She read. Let's go. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Eavesdrop podcast. We're live on FB today uh, because we've got a special guest, but we'll tell you all about it in a bit. My name is Francesca. My name is Jolly. Good morning, everybody. Hi, this is Delamar. Jude Rocha. Hello. (laughs) What up, what up? All right, we're coming off fresh off our episode of Sex Education, where we talked about dealing with the talk with your kids about sex. Um, Del says we have it up. <laughs> yes, um, we have feedback from the actual sender of the question. Yep, we do. Okay, I thought we said we were not going to do that. But right I'm now. sorry. <laughs> sorry. I was sorry, not sorry, listening. I am so sorry. <laughs> I thought we were going to do it. My fault. That's what okay, happens to you when you multitask. Bad brand. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Uh, while you're looking for Adele, let's say hi. Good morning to these guys who've already been, uh, who are already tuned in and waiting. Tony De Leon, Jeffrey Lakatan, Edelme Malimban, Jay, Eileen Sia, Christine Jepsani. Good morning, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. All right. Uh, JD, so, yes. Go on, Del. Sorry. So uh, this. The, the sender said, uh, hi, Del. Thanks for considering the topic. I totally agree. Nadapet, you're planting the seeds while they are young. I don't have kids, by the way. Haha. I just graduated last year. Naisip ko lang siya bago matulog yesterday. I don't know why. Dala lang siguro ng lockdown. Kaya ko to napagtantuhan. Haha. But again, very insightful. Nag-take note ako para soon. If naging father na ako, I'll know what to do. So it's a guy. So there. So Daniel. Yeah, Daniel, uh, I think he was very, very um, curious and uh, 
happy with the episode. So were we. <laughs> it was a good episode. I mean, it felt good doing it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Not bad. Sorry. All right. <laughs> All Thanks. good. All Thanks, good in the head. I like Thank it. You, Daniel's Daniel. already doing his research early. I wonder why. Oh, oh man. The loins na- are calling? I'm no, just kidding. Hindi, baka may napupusuan na siyang matres. Nagda-daydream siya. So, fast forward siya sa future. Ano kaya? Yung ano, sexual chakra is calling. There you go. Speaking of. Speaking of. All right, so we've got a very good reason why we're going on. We're going live on Facebook today. Um, we've got a lady who has. I'll go straight into her introduction. We don't often get to uh, mention everything that's under her belt, so I'll do that right now. She has a BA a gemologist degree and a doctorate degree in alternative medicine specializing in clinical hypnotherapy. She is a certified master theta healing practitioner and instructor with a certificate of science in theta healing. She is a spiritual healer, transformational coach, meditation coach, life designer, change maker, and social entrepreneur. Third time on the Eavesdrop podcast. Please welcome. Welcome, Sanaya Gurnamal. Yay! Hello! Coming in to the meeting. There she is. Good morning! Hi, Sanaya. Hi! Can you hear me? Absolutely. Loud and clear. Hi, Sanaya. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to be back on and to see all of you guys like this. <laughs> like this. Like, <laughs> like this. You know, home and we're all doing this together. This is amazing. Yeah. When the last time we, away. <laughs> the last time we recorded, it was only Dell who was coming to us like this. But now it's all of us. But Sanaya, thank you very much for accepting our invitation to come back. We are excited. The listeners have been looking forward to your guesting. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm really excited about this too. Okay, Sanaya, a lot of the listeners have already sent in their questions. But before we get into that, uh, this... The last two months have been a reflective time for a lot of people. What are your thoughts on our situation right now? You know, it's, uh, it's so fitting that you asked me this question now because I just did a video that I'm about to put up on my IGTV and it's all about why we had to go through the pandemic. And I came up with um, a list of at least 10 reasons why this was important and so appropriate. Um, for all of us, and, and the first one being that we have learned <clears throat> today more than ever how important our mental health is mm-hmm. and how important our physical health is. Right. Because this is a lot scarier for people who have underlying health conditions. This is more challenging for people who are emotionally not as strong and not as, um, as uh, comfortable right now with the situation, with the uncertainty. 
Mm-hmm. And so we've realized how important it is to focus inward, to focus back on ourselves and to make sure that we are not only mentally well, but also physically well, that, you know, we're taking care of ourselves in every way possible, whether it's through our diet, through our exercise, through our health, you know, we're, we're learning to balance stress with quality time with our family. And we're all learning a lot of really amazing things that has having a very positive impact on the environment as well. So there are a lot of great reasons why this had to happen. And I think we're all going to come out of this um, having adopted this new normal, which has also um, allowed us to, to create some significant positive changes in our life and the market. So that's wow. my team. And for the others, she said she came up with like 10. Watch out for it on her IGTV. We don't want to preempt that episode. Yes. <laughs> I'll share it throughout the talk. I'm sure it's going to keep coming up. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'll get through the whole list, I'm sure, by the end of this podcast. But, okay. But sorry, on. just a question. Like as a, as a business, you know, obviously because yeah. people can't go physically to Third Eye Wellness anymore. And you've, you've really done a really great shift to a lot of online healing sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! Oh my What's God. up? We're live. Let's go. That's my friend. Okay. okay. <laughs> no. Try to be professional. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Commercial, Muna. Commercial. We have to have a live Al sighting every now and then. So, <laughs> do you remember that video of the the prime uh, 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 an expert, and then his kids started kids to come in, and the mom, parang ganon ka right now. So okay, so as a businesswoman, um, how has it affected you? Uh, this business wise, yeah, business wise. This is really interesting, Monica, because it's like we've been preparing for this since January. And I had no idea how perfectly positioned we were. The minute the lockdown landed, like the minute it was announced, we literally went live with all our digital events. Wow. In fact, I did my first live you know, webinar workshop about a week before lockdown. <laughs> and we've been working on this since January because it was part of what we wanted to do, oh, you know, okay. to go and reach more people. And then lockdown happened and it was like, okay, well, this is what we're going to do and we're going to do it now. So I think um, the universe definitely, you know, made sure we were well prepared right. um, <laughs> ready for this. And literally, you know, the minute we knew that it was a work at home situation yeah. and we weren't going back to the center for a while, we switched over to doing everything online. And so now all the sessions are online. All our workshops are online. I just started teaching Theta Healing classes online, which has never happened before. You know, but the institute just announced that we were going to go ahead and move into the online teaching format. And um, luckily, I was using Zoom so much. You know, so you were using it already. I was using it already. So to switch over to teaching and, you know, through Zoom was just like, you know, it was so easy. Mm-hmm. And so I really have to thank my blessings. Um, we have pivoted as a business entirely into um, doing all our services digitally. And what has really amazed me is, you know, being in the fort, right? In BGC, we only had access to a limited amount of people. Obviously, people right. get to us. Right, because you guys were in lockdown, right? Like the whole area. Right, right. and, and um, what was really amazing in just that first one and a half month of lockdown, what I noticed is that um, we reached the same amount of people in our healing clinic and our free awareness talks, which we do just to kind of 
you know, give back to our community and, and, you know, raise awareness. And that's part of our mission. And so we do that anyway, but we do it at the center. And right. so we started to do it like digitally, virtually, and we reached the same amount of people in one and a half months and we reached in the entire one year last year. Nice. Nice. Wow. That, you know, this, this is actually a really good thing because we're able to reach a lot of Filipinos, not only all around the Philippines, but literally all over the world now, mm-hmm. which is something really incredible for us. Nice. Yeah. Okay. But, and especially have- since that's exactly what people are looking for at this time. <laughs> Okay, Sanaya, we'll get right into it. A lot of people are messaging on Facebook Live asking, what's the topic? You know what? You guys will dictate the topic for today. We already have a few um, questions that's been sent to us. But if you guys have any questions, anything that happens to be mentioned at this Facebook Live session, please feel free to ask the questions on our comment section. But here's the first one, and this is coming in from Anonymous Listener. Who says, um, I hope you'll discuss this in one of your future episodes. The future episode is right now. (laughs) When to say it is done or over with someone. Also, is it okay to still communicate with the other person when it's over? Let me give you the backstory on this one. Um, This person was fuming mad when he found out that his boyfriend was spending more time with his Twitter followers rather than with him. He would respond to them instantaneously. The boyfriend would respond to the Twitter followers right away. But with him, he had to wait for 20 minutes or so before getting a reply from him. This uh, anonymous sender has also sent in or given the ex-boyfriend a phone just so they would have more time to talk. But that didn't uh, change anything. So back to his question. When do you know it's done and over with someone? And can you still communicate with that person when it's over? Okay, so that's a really good question. Um, From my point of view, whenever there's a relationship between two people, they are both present in the relationship. Now, there are times in our lives where one or the other person gets really busy, maybe with work, with a new project, um, with family. You know, there are things that go on. But despite whatever is going on in each other's lives, they still remain connected in some way. And I Mm. think that both people are very aware when the other person is no longer present in that relationship because Mm. it's very emotional and it's very energetic. You know, they might be physically in the same room with you, but there's absolutely no acknowledgement or there's no like feeling of connection anymore. And at that point, you know, you need to have that conversation whether that person is still invested in the relationship. And it doesn't matter if you are dating, you're married, you're living together. It's all the same, you know, because emotionally, when you're no longer present in the relationship, that's when the relationship needs to you know, either shift or change. You need to have that conversation if there's any um, future to that relationship. And I think that um, if for some reason that person who's no longer present doesn't want to buy back into the relationship, then at mm. that point you have to make that very difficult decision to go separate ways. And if you choose to communicate, that is entirely up to you as long as you can do so without being upset or affected or, you know, thrown off by it. And sometimes like you have to shut that door even for a short amount of time until you can heal and collect yourself back 
put yourself back together so that you are in kind of that right frame of mind to be able to reconnect with that person if you choose to. Okay. And you know, we don't, I mean, just because we close the door right now doesn't mean it's closed forever because you could change and the other person could change and there could be a reason that you come back together. So there's, it doesn't mean it's final. It just means that if one or both people in the relationship do not want to be there anymore, then we have to set them free. You know, we have to let them go. Okay. But how, what's the person to do if only one party feels like it's over, it's done. I don't want to be part of this, but the other person feels the other way. You know, I still want this. I still want to be with you. I'm still connected to you. How do you deal with that? You know, I remember when I, when I didn't know all about like all the things that I, I do now, like the healing and healing and spirituality and all of the things that I've studied. I remember that I would, I believed in fighting for the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of clients, you know, let's say they're in a relationship with someone and the person is strayed or the person has a second family or, you know, a mistress. And um, they come to me and they're like, you know, Sanaya, I want to fight for the relationship, which I really admire. And I think that's a beautiful thing because that's a symbol of how much you love the other person. But it takes two people to bring a relationship back together. And if you're the only one fighting at the end of the day, you're going to get very exhausted mm-hmm. and you're going to get mm-hmm. resentful and you're going to lose your self-respect. And at the end of the day, you're going to end up more broken than you were by that situation in the very beginning. So for me, it's about, you know, if the other person is, is not um, ready to fight for the relationship with you, let them go work on yourself. Okay. If there's still something there, they'll, they'll come back. I've seen this happen so many times. I worked with a a couple where um, one person was already in a different relationship. And um, the client that I worked with, you know, I said, forget about the other person. Forget about the other party. Okay. Just work on yourself. Okay. See, how did you get here? Why did you get here? What happened to your relationship? Okay. What fell apart? Work on that. You know, be the better person. You know, see how you can improve or learn from the situation. And true enough, you know, my client worked on themselves and the partner came back. Okay, because the partner was reminded of the person they fell in love with Mm. in the first place. You know, that's kind of what happens, right? When we're in a relationship, we get lost, you know, life happens, we have uh, jobs and children and we just kind of lose sight of who we were before all of that. And, you know, you, you kind of stop recognizing the person who you fell in love with because they've changed so much. Mm-hmm. And we can go back to that, you know, and we can go back to that and still integrate all the wonderful things that we have learned and how we've grown, but we can still retain what we fell in love with each other for, you know, mm-hmm. we don't lose that. And so um, I do believe that two people in a relationship need to grow together, but I also think that the foundation of the relationship lies in what attracted you to each other in the first place. And that should, you know, really be strong. I but think sometimes... The, go on, Del. Sorry, so I'm just thinking about my past, my history. And the hardest part, I think, is that you ne- it's not as clear as day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty whether this is the right thing to do. Should I fight? Should I let it go? Should I stay? Should I go? And that's the part where people have the hardship with. Because once they either decide for themselves that, oh, no, 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 this is over, then it's easier 
parang for me that was, and I think that's what people struggle with, the uncertainty of, wait, should I? Maybe if, maybe if I fight for this, it'll be, you know, we are going to be better. Maybe this is just a phase. This is just a chapter. And maybe it's the uncertainty, no? You know, um, I think that people sometimes get so caught up in the drama of the relationship that they forget that it's just as simple as telling the person what you want. And I can't tell you how many relationship issues I've worked with on my clients. And um, they feel a certain way, but they never communicate it to their partner. So let's say they want to fight for the relationship. They want it to work, right? But they never told the partner that, you know what? I still love you. I know you've hurt me deeply, but I'm willing to work through it. Are you there with me? And if the partner says no, then what? You can't fight alone for the relationship. You walk away. Okay. The problem is then we think, oh, they said no, but they really mean yes. Or like they said no, but maybe they'll change their mind. Mm -hmm. So we don't take that face value because Mm -hmm. we're stuck on what we want and we don't consider what's going on with the other person. Okay. So I had, um, I had a client who, uh, was very confused about what she wanted to do in this relationship. And I said, why don't you just tell your partner that this is how you feel and you're ready to fight and ask them, you know, do they want to go the whole way with you? And she's like, I can't do that. And I said, why not? Because then he'll think that I'm weak or he'll think that, you know, he can get away with this. And so all there are all these things about what the other person will think and the judgment and all this extra drama that really doesn't right. need to be there. Just communicate. You know, it's as simple as, do you want this relationship to work? Are you going to fight it with me? Are we going to make this happen? If so, who can we see to help us? Let's go get some counseling. Let's go work with someone who can help us put this back together. Because clearly we're having difficulty, you know, dealing with it. Maybe we're having difficulty communicating our needs to each other, but we can get an outside person. But you can't even go for counseling or to a therapist or to a healer unless you both agree that the marriage or the relationship is worth saving. Right. So, so I guess, so I guess cards on the table, this is not a time to, to lie or be coy about what you want. Just say it, say the truth. And and I I know for a fact that when I was in my twenties, I didn't really know what I wanted. (laughs) So a lot of times women don't know what they want. So they just go on the automatic reaction of wanting to fight for it, but they don't Mm -hmm. really, well, what, what do you want from him? Correct. Right. And the problem is also we're so programmed that we should fight for a relationship, even though it's terrible because mm, of kids, yes. because of yeah. what will people say. Because yeah. we have so much fear wrapped up in, you know, all these things that could happen if we really chose and knew what we want. And so we stay paralyzed by that fear. And so okay. I guess my message or what I want to convey um, to anyone who's listening, who's in this predicament is don't worry about everybody else. Okay. Worry about yourself because you're not going to be a good mom or a good dad. If you are suffering in the relationship, you're just going to teach your children that it's okay to be treated that way. And your children are going to grow up and create the same kind of relationship because they have no idea what a good, happy relationship looks like. They never saw it in their childhood. So everyone who says, Oh, I'm going to stay together for the children. Okay, that's the worst reason to stay together because all you're going to do is you're going to program your children to grow up and to think it's okay to be in such a terrible relationship. And Mm. so the question I ask my clients is, if your child was in the same situation, in this marriage, 
would you tell them to stay? And most mm. of the time they like kind of panic, like, no, I don't want that for my child. Mm. You don't want it for your child. Why would you, why would you go through it? Why would you allow it to happen to you? Okay. So how we are going to manage our relationships, okay, is how our children are going to learn um, to, you know, to kind of deal with their own relationships. Okay. Mm. And not only that, if we don't respect ourselves in a relationship, then our children are not going to respect us. That's number one. And mm. the second thing is they're not going to have much respect for their own selves. Okay. Because they never had anyone model, you know, mm. what self-respect should look like. Okay. okay. So those are things to really consider when it comes to deciding what to do with a relationship. Sanaya, what could be the underlying problem for those who would rather stay in a bad relationship than be alone? Like, I'm okay with this. I'll stick with this because the alternative of not having someone is, for me, worse than actually being in this bad relationship. Right. What's so the problem there? So, so staying in a bad relationship is like the lesser of two evils. Neither mm-hmm. situation is ideal, but I'm going to take the one that seems safer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, um, let me, let me show you the pros and cons of that. Okay. So first of all, it's the fear of being alone that keeps them stuck. Right now, if they continue to stay stuck in that relationship and they're not happy, they don't feel good. It's going to affect the children. Eventually they're going to get sick. Because when we have all these negative feelings, they just kind of pile up, pile up, pile up. And eventually they got to go somewhere and they're going to go and create some damage in our body. So all you're doing is investing in your own mental and physical uh, challenge that will show up in the future. It has to. You don't get away with it. Okay. There's no free pass to our emotions. We got to deal with them. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, if we do decide to go out and do the thing that's even scarier, which is to be alone. Yes, it's going to be difficult. And you have to deal with the being alone. Okay? But you can get help. You know, you can, you can go in for healing. You can get someone to help you reprogram your brain so that you're more comfortable with being alone. Okay? And as you do that, you grow and you um, emerge as a stronger, better person who has maybe learned to respect themselves, who has learned to love themselves. And so you learn all these wonderful things, even though you choose the thing that seems scarier. Okay? And um, eventually, you know, if you go out and you decide to be alone, you learn to fall in love with yourself, and then you end up attracting somebody who's going to love you the way you love yourself. That's kind Mm -hmm. of the story I see with all my clients. They do the more difficult thing, okay? Mm. And they fall in love with themselves and they're so much happier, okay? And it turns out way better than staying in a relationship that, you know, wasn't working for either of those people. Mm. And I'm sure, I'm sure you can all attest to it in some way that, you know, that you're not going to stay in situations that you're not happy with because at the end of the day, the only person you're hurting is yourself. Okay. Agree. Nice. Agree 100%. Right? <laughs> we've learned. We've learned over the years. This is a, still on the topic, still on the topic of getting over, but this is a different kind because Chris here says um, she still hasn't gotten over her parents' death. 
They have been gone for about 10 to 12 years, but it is still painful for me. Feels just like yesterday and it seems that for some reason it is holding me back. I try to move forward, but every time I think about my mom and dad and I think that they're still here, I know things will be better. I don't know if it is the child in me or I just haven't really accepted the fact that they are already gone, especially for, you know, during this crisis, there are a lot of people they never had a chance to say goodbye to they never even had a, a chance to say goodbye to the body mm-hmm. how do they deal with loss physical loss like that okay so um loss is hard for anyone okay and we need to properly mourn whoever we lose and there's a you could say um, there's a process or there's some stages that we have to go through. Um, there's actually five stages of grief and we normally go through those stages and sometimes we get stuck. And when we get stuck, we can't complete the grieving process and that's mm. really what um, a lot of people sometimes go through when they're unable to let go. Um, but to me, from the question that was asked, it sounds more like there's something that is holding, um, is it? Chris is Chris, it, yeah, Chris? Chris. Something that is holding Chris back from being able to to move forward, and it may not be necessarily the loss of the parents. It's something else. For example, if the parents if parents provided support, then the issue is really the lack of support. Mm. Okay. If um, I'm not sure if it's his or her, but uh, her, his. I'm not sure. Okay. If they're her. To her. her. Okay. So if her parents were her kind of like her rock, then she needs to find another rock, you know, and it could be mm. a person or she could learn to kind of get that support from herself or from, you know, God, if she, she believes in God. Um, and so what happened is it's, it's not really as much as letting go of her parents, but it's sort of finding the new way to live without the parents. Mm. Okay. Um, there might be this, you know, regret. Maybe there was a regret that is keeping her from moving on. Maybe there was something she was unable to say to them. Maybe there was something that happened and she needs to forgive herself for it. So there's probably some other reason other than just the fact that her parents passed on. That is not allowing her to move forward. So in a situation like that, I would recommend Chris to see somebody, um, a healer, Okay, and of course, I'm going to always recommend a theta healer because it's, for me, the most efficient and effective. And probably in one session, your healer would be able to bring you to the understanding of what it is that's keeping you stuck. Mm. And you resolve that. Maybe it's the fear of being alone, lack of support, any regret, whatever it may be. Okay, and then you complete the grieving process in the session. Okay. And that's not just for death. It happens for relationships. You know, a lot of people are like, I can't move on from my ex. I can't move on from this marriage that ended Um, and we stay stuck. And I find that it's really not necessarily about the person, but it's the regret Mm. or it's the fear or it's something else connected to that. And we just have to resolve that. And then that person's ready to move forward. Okay. And, you know, you take your time, like, if I'm talking to Chris, take your time. If you're ready for it, get it done right now. But if you still need some time, okay, take your time. It is your choice how long you want to take to move on. And, you know, at some point you're saying, you're going to say, I'm, I'm done. I want to get out of this. I want to move forward. And that's when it becomes really easy, you know, to find the right person to help you to do it. 
and just move okay. on. So it starts with the decision of, do I want to move on from this? Or not. Okay. <laughs> no, so it's always, it's always the representation. It's not necessarily what you've lost, but what that represented for you. Yes. Right. Okay, how about, so the second part of the, the question that Jelly had posed, or it, it didn't come from the, the sender, but um, how about the people who are mourning um, their loved ones now that they couldn't have a wake, they couldn't even physically see their loved ones before they passed? Um, that's so heavy, you know. I mean, I know my uncle passed, and, like, um, I feel for my, my aunt and my, my cousins because they couldn't see him. You know, I mean, from the moment he was intubated or the moment that he was he was in the hospital already, like it was no, no touch, no nothing. Um, and then he passed. And then like, so how do people, you know, grieve that way? Or how will they be able to, uh, I don't know, console themselves, you know, get, clo get closure. closure, you know, say yeah. the goodbyes. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know it's unprecedented times. I mean, this is tough on everyone. Um, maybe what I can share is something that I would recommend um, someone who came to see me and asked me this question personally. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll share what I would tell them to do. Uh, see, the goodbye is not really for the person who's passed on, right? The goodbye is for us, right? It's for us to get closure. They're, they've passed. You know, they're in a better place. Right. So what I do recommend is to close your eyes. And then imagine that person is standing right in front of you and you say your goodbye, okay? You hug them. You're just using your imagination. You're visualizing it, but it will be very real to your brain, okay? It will be very real to your subconscious mind. And that's what matters. That's what matters. So you say your goodbyes. If there's anything that you, you know, you wanted to say in addition to that, if you, if you want to cry, if you want to, you know, just deal with your emotions, Go ahead and do that. And um, this technique is called a, a hypnodrama. It's a hypnotherapy technique, and they use it sometimes in psychotherapy as well. And it's basically like you're recreating that you put that person in front of you and you do your goodbye then. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it brings you a lot of relief. It brings you a lot of um, maybe peace. Um, and it allows you to, you know, complete that incomplete experience that you're still. I think when you do that loud or it's in your mind, sometimes from starts to emerge when you don't, that's the reason why mine, uh, this and what I could hear over and over, of course there was the loss, but I think the fact that they couldn't be there for him, that he mm -hmm. felt alone, mm. that he was going to die mm. without the people who love him. These are strangers. And I heard it over and over and I asked her and I asked her about it and she started to cry. And I, I don't think they knew that that's what it was. And maybe like what you're saying, the hypnodrama allows us not just to say what we want, but sometimes to discover where the actual grief, grief comes from, right? Yeah. So that process of knowing ourselves is what every difficult situation brings to us. It's the opportunity to understand ourselves to know ourselves better and that's really what this experience of life is you know that's what it's about i think a lot of us are getting to know ourselves in very many different ways during this <laughs> situation 
right? Right. Um, How so, about you, Sanaya? What about while in while in quarantine? Have you have you figured out something new about yourself? I mean, I would think that you're you you you've like threshed all these things out, but has something come out new? I've learned a lot of things. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things have come out new. <laughs> um, there are a lot of things I never had the time to do that I'm doing. You know, I'm much more involved <laughs> in my meals. Okay. You know, I'm more yeah. You know, usually I kind of you know I'm not really so involved in that. Um, I'm definitely, you know, coming up with more creative ways to entertain my children. <laughs> you know, I've learned things that I depend on other people for, you know. I mean, definitely, you know, it's been interesting. Um, yeah. I think the first week I struggled with finding the right balance and right. routine, you know. <laughs> and now it's just, this is normal, you know. And I honestly, I foresee that I'll probably be working this way for the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. and I don't oh. see... Yeah, I don't see things changing much. Um, yeah. I think this is really going to be, I mean, for me, this is the, this is the new normal already. I'm already in my new normal. Mm. I can't go back to the way it was before. Right. You know, in terms of uh, my center, my center would not be able to open till mm. September because mm -hmm. we're a category four. We cannot do social distancing, you know, mm -hmm. during our classes and our meeting sessions. I mean, it just, it doesn't work. And so um, we've made the very difficult decision not to open the center for the rest of the year. Mm, yeah. Okay. yeah. So this is the way we're going to go for the rest of the year. And, you know, I, I don't feel bad about it. I feel like it's really, this is our new life, you know, right. and the sooner we accept it and the sooner we kind of start doing it, mm -hmm. the easier it is. And to me, it just feels like, Oh, I can't even remember what it was like before <laughs> you know, to get up and go to work. You know, um, it's, this is work now. This is me coming down my stairs to my room and uh, doing my work. Right. Yeah. Actually, I, see, I see so many wonderful things. You know, I see some great things from this process. And, you know, I'm ready to, to make this shift completely. And I've let go of that. <laughs> Yeah, before the pandemic, everyone was, you know, complaining about the traffic. traffic. And well, here you are. <laughs> the universe heard all that we were talking about. And, you know, if we just totaled up the amount of time we wasted. Right. In traffic and, you know, so many things, so many things that are just no longer relevant mm. to our daily lives. And so, you know, I suddenly have definitely more time, which gives me <laughs> much more, uh, you know, much more time to do the things that I, I want to do. Great. I think for most of the people in the workforce, uh, they're probably not going to go back to the life the way it was because they've also come to realize, oh, it can be done from home. Yeah. <laughs> Why do yeah. we need to meet up for the conference or the meeting when we can just do it in the comfort of our own home? Yeah. Like, are you, are you going to go grocery shopping ever again to the supermarket? Mm -hmm. I well, feel the ease of ordering. <laughs> I'm just ordering what I need on a weekly that just eliminate hours for me. <laughs> right? Effective and looking at the priority of the topic of Dika One that I feel echoes the sentiments of a lot of people right now. This is sent in by Anthony and Anthony asks, how should people handle appointment or insert whatever emotion it is you're feeling 
towards the Philippine government. Uh, especially since it seems like they're not doing their best to address the pandemic here in our country. It really stresses out most people, even the fortunate ones, knowing that Filipinos are not receiving the help that they need. And there are no steps to resolve the pandemic, like mass testing, if that is the solution. Um, and that no one is above the law that's not being followed in the country. So how do we deal with those emotions? Um, so that's actually a very good question because, you know, that's, I, I go on social media and I see everybody's rants and I'm just like, slide, slide, you know what I mean? I don't want to just yeah. get into that either. And the thing is that rage, that anger serves nobody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything positive. The only thing it does is it collects in our own space and it hurts us. So for those of people who, those people who have a lot of experience, extreme emotions, not only about, you know, the government or, you know, even just the virus itself or the source of the virus, you know, there's a lot of anger out there. What I would do is I would take the time to practice neutrality. So neutrality is to observe a situation without any judgment. Okay. And that's something that we can uh, choose to learn. And we're going to do this because it's better for our health. Okay? And it's better for everyone who we affect around us with our energy. Um, and so to not really get over, you know, to not overreact or to get worked up by all these things that we currently have no control over. I think it's a new situation for every country out there. You know, every government is struggling. You know, if we're complaining about our government, there are countries with much worse situations and they are much better equipped than we are. Mm. Okay. And so everyone's in this, you know, everyone's having a hard time. And the best we can do is kind of learn from, you know, the countries that are doing well. And a lot of, if you look at the countries that are doing well, their citizens are generally more, um, how do I say more cooperative? Okay. Mm. Like I, I read a New York Times article and I posted something about it as well, that countries that have female leaders seem to be trending better mm. than the male <laughs> leaders, right? And, you know, I, I'm not a feminist, you know, I don't have any position about, you know, men versus women, nothing like that. But what I looked, when I looked at, um, when I read the article, you know, what stuck out is the reason they're doing better is because they listen. Okay. Mm. And um, they are incorporating all these different points of view. And that's what makes them better leaders. Mm-hmm. So when we get angry and we rage, we're only looking at our very limited point of yeah. view. Mm-hmm. We're not looking at the bigger picture. Okay. We're not looking at the fact that there are a lot of different stakeholders, you know, mm-hmm. when, when any decision gets made. And I like to look at the positive things. I mean, it's pretty great that we are, our, you know, number of, cases is not very high. I mean, that's something to be really grateful for. I do understand we're not testing enough. I do get that. But the fact is that we did go on lockdown pretty soon. And that lockdown really helped. It was effective. Okay. And there are some really good things the government has done. Mm. And you know, um, it's hard for anyone to make these big decisions. It's hard for our leaders. And I know that, you know, people make mistakes and a lot of our leaders and our, you know, people in uh, the public eye are making some major mistakes. And that's why, you know, there's all these scandals and things going on. And, you know, people make mistakes. 
People make mistakes and they make bad decisions. And, you know, we've made bad decisions too. So I know there is much more of a responsibility on uh, people in positions of power to be more responsible. You know, everyone's learning. Um, the best we can do is to contribute in a positive way. I think there's a better way to make our voice heard than to rage and, you know, I feel like it's kind of responsible, irresponsible. We go on social media, like people go on social media and they just kind of like dump their garbage, you know, on everybody else's feed. And it's kind of like irresponsible, you know, sort out your own issues. You know, this is not like a forum where we go out and just like fling everything we feel, you know, I know express yourself, but be a little bit responsible. You know, I see people sometimes people being really racist and people being really mean and unkind in some of these uh, comments and it's just not necessary you know let everyone have their own opinion but you know be responsible about what you're saying as well so I know that's not going to change everybody is sort of what's what's going on it's not necessarily going to change so I've made my peace with it um, and uh, I do recommend that if you have any of these really negative emotions um, I've put a, a lot of breathing techniques out on my feed and so if you're having a moment and you need to vent, go and do a breathing technique. You know, just a couple of days, I posted how you can do something called a cleansing breathing. And it's really quick. You know, it'll take you a minute or two. But whatever anger and rage you're feeling, just breathe it out and then go post something nice. You know, like a nice picture on social media. You know, like put some positive on social media. That I think would be a lot better for the world. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure everyone now is curious about this cleansing breathing technique. Can you run it by us just very quickly, Sanaya? Yes, of course. That'd be easier, right? You know, just let me do it here. So all you got to do is you close your eyes, okay? And you breathe in through your nose and then you breathe out through your mouth. And mm-hmm. I would do it for about seven counts, okay? And when you are breathing out, imagine you're breathing out all that negative emotion, the rage, the anger, you know, the irritation, mm-hmm. whatever you're feeling. Just breathe it out. Okay, so should we all do it together? Okay. Okay, close your eyes. We'll just do like two rounds, okay? Okay. Or two, two breaths. We don't have to do the seven. So you close your eyes, and then you breathe in through your nose, and I want you to go like slow and deep. So hold for a second and breathe out through your mouth. And you'll feel like your shoulders drop. Right. Like the tension kind of releases. Okay? And if you do that at least two more times, you'll feel like your mind is just calmer. And if you do it seven times in total, the negative emotion almost always disappears or drops down significantly. We call it a cleansing breathing. I do that all the time. <laughs> you there you go. Some of us are doing it naturally. Like you're really yeah. angry. You're just like, <sighs> yeah, right. right. But, but yeah. like you do it naturally, you do that because it's like you're trying to get it out. But I mean, with the intent of releasing all the bad vibes is very important that's the one that's like sometimes you miss out yeah (laughs) it's essential (laughs) it's more calming you know if you do like (sighs) I mean you're still kind of agitated but if you kind of just go (sighs) yeah that's way better You have to set the intention that this is really meant to calm you down and just to let go of the negativity and not to give you enough time to be able to retaliate (laughs) And it, it, remember, we guessed Dr. Edetta who said yeah. the same thing. And then I in know. yoga, they do these things because there really is, it really is universal. 
Yeah. Once you do it, you whether you like it or not, especially if you, for me, the, the best part about the breathing out through the mouth is the sound you make. <sighs> I mean, there's release right there. And then you really can't hold anything. You can't be tense when you breathe out, right? So you really feel, and so if you do this, uh, with your recommendation is seven times, You'll be so zen <laughs> by the time you finish. And it doesn't you know, cost you um, much. It <laughs> doesn't cost you anything, you know? And the best part is often you'll be really angry and mad, right? And then you're going to do the seven counts of breathing. And then you're going to try to remember what you were mad about. And you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. What was it that I was annoyed about? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, people don't want to do this technique because then they're going to let go of that anger and they need that anger because they want to be mad at, you know, your partner or whoever else is doing this to you. And so sometimes people like kind of avoid doing the breathing technique because that anger gives them a sense of like power or power. Gives them some sort of, you know, justification or vindication or whatever it is. Or that, righteousness. You know, righteousness. Righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, we need to be responsible for our emotions. We need to not just dump it on everybody else you know we need to take responsibility we we should really not be blaming anyone else for whatever's going on you know in our space so i know it's hard you know sometimes i'll be like you know my my husband uh maybe he he does something like he i don't know something silly and i'm like babe and then i'm like you know what it's not him it's me it's not him it's me and so then i have to kind of sort it out so it is something like a mantra. You tell yourself, you know, it's my responsibility. It's me. It's always me. It's never the other person. And you know what? You'll have a much more harmonious relationship um, with your partner or with your family or your friends if you stop, you know, blaming them and putting it on them and taking complete ownership and responsibility for whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Self-accountability. <laughs> Okay, do we have more questions, Jill? Yes, we do. Um, I can't access my Facebook Live and comments right now, but I do remember a listener had sent this in mm-hmm. days ago because um, social media was abuzz with this. But how do we handle bullies, whether it's on social media or in real life, when you're being bullied, you're being put down for everyone to see, especially since a lot of our celebrities have been getting that lately. Yeah. From the keyboard you know, war. Yeah, so, you know. How? Oh, no, Jelly. Oh, sorry, say again. Say there? again, Jelly. You got yeah, cut you, you got cut. Oh. Uh, Okay, can you hear me now? Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. You know what? I know she. Okay. I don't want to ask All right. Bullying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you know, I saw something on uh, social media the other day, and that kind of really reminds me of, of your question. So there was somebody on social media who was saying that you know, uh, don't believe the lies that our leaders are telling us. You know, this virus is just you know made up, and somebody was doing this whole conspiracy theory. And then everybody on the thread got really mad at this person, you know, being like, you know, it's because of people like you, people are getting sick. Just everybody ganged up on this one poor woman. Um, You know, I don't agree with her point of view, but I felt bad for her because everybody was just literally like clawing at her on the thread. And so that's a form of bullying. And, you know, um, 
you, you gotta, you gotta just accept that you're not going to like what everybody else has to say, but you have to respect it. You know, okay. you have to allow them to have their point of view. Now, mm-hmm. if I'm on the receiving side and I'm being bullied by somebody or by a group of people, the best course of action is do not engage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the minute you engage, you become the victim of the bully. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you try to defend yourself, when you try to fight back, you become the victim of that situation. But if you walk away, nobody got bullied. You get it? Okay. You just walk away. It's not your story. Right. You know? And I think that um, it's hard if you're a celebrity or if you're an influencer. And, you know, then it's, you know, how do you walk away? Because these are the people who follow you or who comment on you, you know, mm-hmm. on, on your posts and so on. And you're already in that public eye. And I think that's, uh, it's a lot more tougher when you're in that position because you bought into, again, that role of uh, exposing yourself or um, letting everyone in. Yeah. Mm-mm. you know, to your space by the job or the role that you're playing. And so it sort of comes with the territory. So for someone who's in that position, um, you have to be so strong mm-hmm. and you have to have a way of clearing what we call in Theta Healing, it's called a psychic attack. So anytime someone, you know, comments on you, they're kind of, and if it's negative, they're sending you a negative vibe Mm-hmm. And that's why people in the public eye, like a celebrity or an influencer, is constantly getting these kind of psychic attacks. And it shows up in these addictions and these negative situations that happen in their life. And that's why a lot of celebrities end up, um, I'm not saying all, but it tends to happen if you look at Hollywood. You know, a lot of them have drug addictions or um, they're suicidal or uh, they have really bad relationship issues. Okay, so um, that has a lot to do with the fact that they're taking in a lot of negative energy from their fans, you know? And again, I'd say the best course of action is do not engage and make sure your self-esteem, your self-confidence, and your self-love is so high that you are kind of like impervious, like none of that affects you, you know? I mean, if you're a celebrity and somebody, someone bullies you, you should be able to say that's their problem and not mine. Okay, okay. it's almost like part of the job. Mm. Okay, you have to be okay with negative feedback and criticism. Criticism, and if you aren't, then get help so mm. that someone can coach you to be able to deal with this in a healthier way. Because if not, it's going to affect you. Mm. You can't change the way people are. You can't change the way people behave. And if you're in the public eye, you know people think they have a right to judge you, mm. and that's just the way it is. You know, so you have to be ready to deal with that. Um, you know ago one one and a half to two years ago and jelly uh jelly can attest to that you know i i wasn't doing things like podcasts and interviews i really wasn't out there mm-hmm. you know i was i had my clients and i was teaching classes but i was kind of happy with my little world you know i didn't want to be out there i never did much on social media and and you know when i when I started to be very clear about what I wanted to do in my life and how many more people I wanted to reach, I realized that I have to now step out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I actually had to do work on myself because I didn't want to open myself up to other people's judgments and comments. And I didn't, I wasn't, I like, I was very happy in my space. I didn't know if I wanted to go out there because there are all kinds of people out there um, Mm -hmm. with their own opinions and points of view. And so I had to work on myself to be comfortable with, 
even, you know, doing a video. And now I do videos all the time. You know, I'm on social media all the time. I do interviews, I do podcasts, I do all kinds of things. But there was a time where I just wasn't comfortable because I didn't feel ready to take on everything that comes with that. Okay. So I admire actually that I admire all of you because you've, you know, you've conquered that. You've been doing it for a long time, but I'm sure when you started, it was something that you had to deal with. You know, you had to build your self-esteem and you had to build your confidence and you had to trust yourself, you know, and those were things that I, um, I developed and worked on to make myself comfortable mm. with, you know, putting myself out there. So, yeah. Oh, it's, it's not easy, Sanaya. Trust me, for some of us, I'm talking about myself here. It's like, okay, I'm going to be seen. We're going to go live. Because you can't take it back, right? Once it's live, you can't take it back. You know? And it's a lesson. True. Okay, okay. I, we, I need to step back for a minute because I, I accessed our comments on Facebook. Um, I see you all, okay, and we, we're reading them all. Okay, I need to, we need to rewind a little bit. So okay. When we asked the question about how we deal with frustrations um, with everything that's going on in this world, okay, whether it be the Philippine government, whether it be COVID-19, whether it be you're under ECQ and you can't go out, whether you're a senior citizen and you can't go out and you feel bad, right? Okay, those are like, those are the frustrations that we're talking about. And yes, um, people can say you, Sanaya had said something about neutrality. And I want to just backtrack to that and maybe expand a little bit more. Um, one, for me, it, it, it got chopped, like a little choppy, so I didn't get to hear everything. Um, people are just commenting because if you are neutral, that means that you're not taking action. And I think they were taking it on a political um, spectrum of things while our conversation really guys is about the general feeling of frustration um so they took not offense but they were a little triggered by the word being neutrality being neutral in this right okay so maybe Sanaya we can like kind of explain what we mean because I get what you mean um in in this whole context but maybe for the people who are um commenting that you shouldn't be neutral in this pandemic. Um, uh, somebody already also quoted Desmond Tutu. I don't even know if this is accurate, but I will read it anyway. JD says, if you're neutral in situations of injustice, you have chosen the side of the oppressor. So they're taking it on like that. So I want you to be able to clear that out. Go ahead tonight. Okay. But, all right. So um, neutrality does not mean you are not doing anything about it. It doesn't mean inaction. It just means that those wild emotions that we have going on are kind of being calmed down. Okay. So anytime we take a decision emotionally, you know, it's usually the wrong decision. Okay. So when we have the ability to stay calm and to see all aspects of the situation, we can make a better decision. So information is really important. The problem with um, people getting really angry and upset and, you know, expressing themselves uh, on one position is they're not considering different points of view. Okay. I do think you should express your opinion, but it doesn't have to be so negative. It doesn't have to be angry. It doesn't have to be um, so judgmental. Okay. It can be an exchange of ideas. Okay. It can be um, a observation. There's a difference between an observation and a rant. 
And what we see a lot on social media is people are ranting about things. Okay. So what I'm saying is neutrality means calm your emotions down. Don't judge. Okay. But now that you can see the situation for what it is, let's look at it and see what it means. You know, is there a better way to deal with this? Is there, you know, some um, action certain people need to take? We still take action, but we take it from a neutral point of view. Okay. I'm not, we're not going to personally attack anyone. Okay. So for example, somebody makes a mistake or someone does something wrong. Okay. The fact that the situation allowed them to get away with it or the situation allowed them to do that is the problem. It's not just that one individual. It's that they were able to do that means that we don't have the right laws in place or we don't have the right, you know, mechanisms in place. Like, okay, let's go take this whole, you know, um, the, the malls opened up, right? That's been quite a big uh, mm-hmm. yeah. thing that I've seen on social media. The malls opened up and then people are not observing social distancing and there are all these pictures of like how crowded it was. And I believe in Cavite, they've closed down the malls because people were, you know, not, not following the rules. Mm-hmm. So first of all, that, there are a lot of people and I know, like a lot of my friends as well, were like, oh my God, how could people do this? Blah, blah. Like everyone was really triggered and upset and they were saying things like it's because of this that you know you know we're all gonna suffer and people are getting really upset and angry about it but to me it was like okay yes they shouldn't be doing this like wow you know that's kind of like you know it's definitely you know it's definitely not safe but my mind was like well okay the problem is we don't have the laws in effect you know we don't have people who are managing the situations and now if I was in a position of power or if I was in the government, I would come up with some way of making sure that this, that people had no choice but to observe the social distancing, like let certain number of people in at a time, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to get stuck into, oh my God, how can they do this? This is horrible, blah, blah, blah. I can't believe our leaders. I'm not going to get into that. Instead, I'm going to think, okay, the problem is people think they can do this and there's nothing to stop them. So what do we need to, you know, what do we need to enforce? And I'm thinking about the solution. That's what I mean by neutrality. It doesn't mean it's okay. It just means that I'm not going to get emotionally, you know, overreact it. Like I'm not going to react negatively and badly to the situation. And I'm going to be responsible about my emotions. And instead I'm going to keep calm and I'm going to look for the correct solution. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. So. All right, guys, you know what? Pay Maya has been my best friend. <laughs> I agree All with you. ECQ. And, and I feel it's going to be my bestest friend moving forward because it's so easy <laughs> to move money around, to pay your bills, send money to your loved ones. And you can also order your groceries online and use your virtual card. So if you don't have it, download it today. Uh, download the Pay Maya app, register using our code. Our code, huh? E-Draw Pay Maya, upgrade, add money. And guess what? Get that 50 peso reward. You know, if you don't use our code, again, that's eDrop Paymaya, you don't get the 50 peso reward. No, you don't. <laughs> so make sure you use our code, all right? And do it now because this is only until May 31st. After that, no more rewards. Sorry, folks. You can pay securely from the convenience of your home. You are safe and sound, and we like that. Go contactless and cashless. So don't pay cash. Pay Paymaya. Maya. You're listening to the Eavesdrop.
I mean, for me, it makes sense. Um, and I, I, I know uh, there's people who get triggered by certain words, you know, because they already equate it to certain actions or inactions. Right. People you are know? thinking neutrality means no, you know, you nothing. About, right. Yeah, which or is they're not caring. Because he said, check your privilege. You know, I'm going to tune out. I'm like, okay, but see, that's the problem. It's like, don't, don't. He's like, the recording session was doing, uh, was so nice, but then they said this, so I had to turn it off. I go, well, but that's the problem. You commented and then you didn't let us explain, you know, mm. you didn't let us expound on what we were talking about. And then you just cut us out. See, so mm-hmm. it's like, it's like an umbrella right. problem, you know? Right. So, One side point of view. Right, right. So, okay. So Del, yeah, sorry. Um, I, I don't know if it's going to help anybody. And I, I don't, I'm not under any illusion that we can change anybody's minds when it comes to politics. There's no way right. in hell. Whether you're whatever, whatever color, anything I say today can change your mind. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it is. So I just want to, I was going to talk about this in another um, episode, but I I guess it's time. So I I was triggered because somebody had posted something on Facebook, seemingly uh, a reaction to what I had said, but I was not tagged. And so I was washing dishes and man, I was mad. (laughs) And the longer I washed the dishes, the madder I got. (laughs) And then I said, dude, wait, 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 hold on. Pause, pause the anger. What is wrong? Because if somebody, okay, let's just assume that I am right. And that person is wrong. Let's assume that. So I I told myself, if a guy said to me, you know what? The sun is cold. It's cold. It's so cold. Why would that trigger me? Mm. If you're so sure that you're right, somebody being wrong should not trigger you because they're wrong. You should be unaffected. So you have to ask yourself, why are you so triggered? Mm. And then I had to face myself like, no, because, because then you really understand why you're triggered. Because it doesn't mean you're wrong. Uh-uh. You have to know why you're triggered. And then I told myself, then maybe when we get triggered, we have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're right. But the fact that you get so angry Mm-mm. is the one that deserves an inner inspection. You need to, an introspection. Mm-hmm. Because that guy or girl who said, you know what, I like record, but now you said something I don't like. Well, I'm not going to. Goodbye. (laughs) You know, that's not our deal. Mm. You're missing out. And that's okay because who doesn't get the whole story? Mm -hmm. You. Yeah. It doesn't cost me anything. So Mm. I don't want to be angry at those people because, dude, you just lost, yeah, we lost you as a listener maybe or as a viewer on Facebook, mm. but you're going to miss out on many things and that's because you just are intolerant about it yeah. and you fail to understand that you being angry, you closing the door, you unblocking, you unfollowing somebody says more about you than it does about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because I really wanted to unfollow and unfriend, you know, this person. I really did. I was like, 
And then I said, Del, if you do that, you will be in an echo chamber where all you hear are people who agree with you. Yeah. 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 So I was, and then, and I, I started to feel released. Like you said yeah. earlier with the breathing thing, like he, and, and then I told myself, why do we feel like we need to police people? Why do we need, like, we need to correct people? Yeah. We, we don't. We really don't. We can say facts, okay. Yeah. But whether they accept it or not, their we choice. enforce it. Oh, they're yeah, your choice. So you. We can't force you. So uh, to whoever, I mean, it's just a way to just listen to not just what's happening outside, but why is it affecting you so much? Right. Right. Correct. You know, we had already said it in a previous episode. If there's anything that we say and we just want to reiterate that this is our opinion and you don't agree with it, let us know. Let us know why. Tell us your take on things, why you think we are wrong. Let's have a healthy, open discussion rather than you just saying, oh, you know what, you guys, I, I, I'm not going to listen anymore. I'm no longer going to follow you. You know, yeah, we'd rather yeah. that we're able to address your concerns because for whoever, the, I can't access your um, Facebook comments right now, you guys. I, I apologize. I, I can't see it for some no, reason. I think, Gels, it's like a two-way street, you know, we open that door and we keep the safe space safe for people to voice out their opinions to us, you know, mm -hmm. but then if you don't agree with our opinion, it should go both ways. Then you should still listen to us um, explain our side. You can't, it's, it's, it's useless if you just cut the person off and True. say, I own app. Sorry. You know, it's like your choice within you. I'm not saying like your choice too. But here's the here's the curious thing. When if I saw something I didn't like on Facebook Live and I and I didn't have any it didn't trigger in any way, I'm not insecure, then all I would need to do is press off. Yeah. And then go do something else. Right. The fact that they had to say, oh, you used to yes. be great. Now you're bad. Yeah. It is saying something. It's like, uh, we wa I want to punish you for yeah. what you're saying because I don't agree with you. Uh -oh. So, but, but we need to know that that's what we're doing. Right. Right. And, and right. I, we are really, we can be right today. We can be wrong today. <laughs> right. Sorry, my children. <laughs> but, but it is. <laughs> Guys, you are wrong today. <laughs> you never have to apologize for that, Dal. Always welcome. They have sunshine, the little babies. But yeah. Yes, they bring a different kind of energy that is always welcome in the show. Hey, Harper. Hey, Parker. Hi, Coop. And Cooper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the kids are saying goodnight. <laughs> Okay, so I think hopefully after um, sticking with us and not tuning out, people have come to realize that what Sanaya said was not about being neutral or not having an opinion. Of course you can have an opinion. It's about having neutral emotions towards what's happening. It's just, you know, how you feel about it. Your opinion will be there, of course. You're entitled to that. But it's just how you feel. I realize that okay. people get triggered with just certain words. <laughs> I mean, even, even, us, even me, you know? Yeah, I, I felt it. I felt it. <laughs> you know, we, I, I, I really have to say this, that we on the eavesdrop and Sanaya, I really think we're tough enough. Go ahead, leave. It's all right. We're still doing the work that we need to do. Yeah. We're still going to help the ones mm -hmm. 
who are willing to listen. And if uh-uh. you don't, then you don't get to see that. And that's not, I don't need to force you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, listen to us because we're going to help you. <laughs> that doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> wait, any, any oh, more wait, reactions? Sanayo, we can't hear you. Hold on. Okay. Okay, we'll let her fix yes. her mic. I can see, however, the number of people who are with us. Thank you. 98. That's the only thing I can see. 98 and us. I can't see the comments for some reason. I apologize. Maybe just um, close your app and then open it again. I've been doing that. I've been Uh, doing that because I wanted to see as well if there were questions coming in, reactions to the stuff that we've talked about, but I can't see the comments. Let me refresh that again. All right. (laughs) Okay. Sanaya, we still can't hear you. Yeah, no audio. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me, let me chat with her. So, yeah, go ahead, guys. All right. Any more okay, um, oh. Maybe when, well, unfortunately, I can't see <laughs> the Facebook Live to at least say hi to the people who are tuned in. I can do I that. Gino, Joel, yeah, okay. Tony, Louise, uh, Julianne, Kitts just started watching. Mm-hmm. Art, uh, Jean, Queen, Valbuena, Clint, saw the kids uh, make a cameo. <laughs> uh, yeah, watches long enough and you just might see the little ones pop in and out. <laughs> see, if Parker wanted to join or the podcast. Al. <laughs> or Al. Or David. Oh, yeah. Or Drew. <laughs> I okay. was part of the kids, so <laughs> part of the children. Although group. it was, it was kind of odd to see him fully clothed, though. But uh, I know I was. Then ibago kami. Facebook Live, eh? Facebook Live. <laughs> okay, Sanaya, can you try to say something? Okay, can you hear me now? Yay! Yes. Yay! Yes. 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 Okay. Perfect. All right. Go ahead. You were gonna. Okay. You were saying something. Yes. I, I was going to say that um, I think that people get really caught up on this whole right or wrong thing as well. Like as if, if you know, somebody is right, somebody else is wrong, but maybe we can all be right in our own way. And I think that's what I started with is that, you know, a lot of, a lot of female re- leaders are doing re- really well in the world because they're listening to a lot of different points of view. Because, you know, to have a female leader, they're already a minority, so they tend to listen more. And I think that's kind of like a really big learning is that, we need to kind of listen to all points of view and then make our decision because it's really, it's really going to be biased or one-sided if we're just going to stick to our own opinion. Then what's the point of listening to others? What's the point of learning? And so I think this pandemic situation has been a really huge wake-up call because all of us are being guided or directed to start you know, going inward and sort of um, processing our own feelings and understand what's going on within us instead of just trying to fight with everything outside of us. And um, I wanted to share something um, that you might have heard of called the Ho'oponopo technique. Ho'oponopono technique. Have you heard what's of it before? That? No. Okay. No. So it was, um, it was written in a book called Zero Limits by a man called Joe Vitale. And he tells a story about a um, ancient Hawaiian healing technique called Ho'oponopono. And so here's, you know, here's what happens. So there's a man called Dr. Hugh Len, and he comes from a, a line of uh, healers. Um, I'm paraphrasing, okay? So this is just kind of what I remember from the book. But um, this, this uh, Dr. Hugh Len 
um, would practice this technique that his um, grandparents and his ancestors used to believe in. And um, so here's what happened. So there was a mental um, a psychiatric prison in, the, in one of the islands in Hawaii. And they would put like the worst, you know, most mentally disturbed prisoners in this particular um, prison. And these are the ones who did the most heinous crimes. And so all the prisoners in this facility would be like, you know, they'd have like handcuffs and they'd be chained at their legs because they were like the most dangerous criminals. And so this prison facility um, was looking for a new doctor, a, a psychiatrist to come on board um, because they, they couldn't really keep anyone in that position because the kind of inmates um, that a doctor, a psychiatrist would have to deal with were like, you know, they were really just the worst kind. So they couldn't really keep a psychiatrist in that position. And it was really high turnover. So it got to a point where once again, they had to look for someone to fill the job and they couldn't find anyone um, to come in and work at this facility. And it was a problem they were having across the board. You know, it was very hard to get staff. A lot of people didn't want to work there because working conditions weren't great. You know, the people uh, who were locked up in there were really, you know, obviously terrifying for most people. And so um, Dr. Hewlin got offered the job and he's also a psychiatrist, so he has a degree. And he got offered the job and uh, obviously the board of directors were very desperate because they needed someone to fill the job because by law they have to have a doctor there. And so he said, okay, I'll take the job, but I have a couple of conditions. First of all, I need a private office space and I will not be asked to come out of my office. Secondly, I will not meet any of these inmates face to face. And number three, don't question me, trust me. And of course, the board of directors are like, what kind of a doctor is this? You know, but they're so desperate, um, they decide to take him on. And this is a true story, guys. Okay. So he starts his job and uh, every day he goes to his office in this facility, closes the door. And what he does is he takes out all the files of every single person that's locked up there. And uh, his assistant reported that what he would do was put each file on his desk, one after another, open each inmate, inmate's file, and then he would kind of like close his eyes and do something, and then he would close that file and go on to the next file. And every day he would do that, okay? Now, the really interesting thing is a couple of months later, these inmates started to um, get unchained like the handcuffs went off, they no more had those like leg cuffs, and they started to be more productive, things got a lot better, and I believe within like a year, they had to shut down the facility because most of the inmates were moved to better prisons or they were released on early parole. Essentially, there was nobody left there, okay? And so when this author, Joe Vital, heard about the story, he went and found Dr. Hewlin, and he said, you know, what did you do? What happened? Okay, I heard about this and I want to know what happened. How did you get all these inmates to do better and to, you know, eventually get parole? And they actually had to close down the facility because they didn't have anyone left to be um, in prison there. And so Dr. Hewlin explained that in his um, Hawaiian culture, they believe that everything that is going wrong in the world is our responsibility. So if we perceive any injustice or anything negative in our world, we have somehow created it in our reality. And now I'm going into the metaphysical, you know, I'm going into the esoteric, but this was a really um, best-selling book 
and you can get it, you know, anywhere. It's called uh, Zero Limits. Um, and it's really well regarded in the field of uh, well-being and healing. Anyways, um, so Dr. Healan said that every day he would open the files of every inmate and he would say four things. Okay. He would say, I love you. I'm sorry. Thank you. And I think it was, please forgive me. Mm. Okay. Hold on. Let me just double check that. Oh, I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Thank you. Okay. That's all he would do is he'd repeat it over and over again, thinking about that one inmate. So in a sense, he was saying, I love you, even though, you know, you've committed a heinous crime, you know, you're in there for some reason. I still love you. I'm sorry that you're going through this. Please forgive me for whatever I have done to create this reality. And I thank you for your experience. Mm. Okay. And he would just repeat it like a mantra and he did it for every single inmate. Mm. And just by doing that without actually having any face-to-face interaction with any of these inmates. Okay. Essentially what he did is through his positive energy, he helped them to heal. He helped them to improve their lives and he helped them to get out of that very negative space that was created to house these people. And he sort of contributed to their um, improvement, their development as human beings. Mm. Eventually there were no inmates left. Mm. Okay. And of course, you know, I don't remember all the details exactly. So, you know, you can look it up on the internet, you know, you can find Dr. Hewlin and Ho'oponopono, it's all over. And so my point is that instead of kind of blaming and being angry and fighting about what's wrong in our world, what if we just take responsibility? And what if we sent positive energy? And what if we, you know, contribute with our um, positivity and our love? Then this world would be a completely different place to live in. Okay. And that's really what, um, you know, we're all here to, to share that message. It's not about right or wrong. It's about how can we do this better? Okay. Maybe uh, we can write that down on yeah, our link. We will, we will cite the reference that Sanaya talked about, which is Zero Limits, the secret Hawaiian system for wealth, health, peace, and more by Joe Vital. So don't worry, guys. We will have that up on our Facebook page. No, I mean, let, can, can we run down the thing? What's the first thing he would say? I, I love, love you. you. I love you. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry. Please forgive me. Sorry. Please, sorry. Give me and thank you. Matter the order, but it's just those four things. And you know, if you're if you are in an argument with someone, you're angry with someone. Even if you just close your eyes and you keep saying that towards that person, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it'll improve the situation. Really, it's like anything in your life. But I go. I'm gonna try that next time when I'm really, really angry. (laughs) Yep. No, but but I know. Because where I'm coming from, I'm I'm in the middle of uh, the spectrum of uh, the real and the meta, right? So, but if I were to see and really listen to what that story is saying, I can apply it in what happened to um, the Netherlands. Uh, so let's says, talk about how they handled prisons and drug addiction. Mm-hmm. So in a world where we just, you're bad, you did this, you heard that, it doesn't, we're, we're going to lock you up. It doesn't solve the problem. 
and they they understood that the leaders understood that this is not this is not they don't want to be bad and that's where that saying i love you i see you I see you. you don't want to be a drug addict just because you want to burn the world right these people have actual problems that drove them to that yeah and in a way that's the i love you what's the second uh, the second saying I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And when they started making changes in the way that drug addiction was being uh, addressed by the government, it's a way to say, I'm sorry, I wasn't there for you. That when your parents fucked up, sorry, effed up, (laughs) your childhood, you had to suffer through all of this that led you to this addiction. We weren't able to intervene. What's the third one? I'm, um, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And that's when they started helping out in a way that didn't judge the people, yeah. but actually helped the root of the problem. We have and, and, yeah. And, and now, you know, some of these nations that adopted that kind of philosophy in a way, they don't even know what to do with their uh, um, prisons from before. Yeah. And, and, and so, in a yeah. So, I think what they're saying, because it's easy to be totally frank, it's easy for people who are so into the real and experiential to, to say, ay, nako, another hokey pokey, another, right. another, yeah, another, um, the dream people, you know, and it's so easy for them to dismiss it. But really, when you think about the success stories of, of other governments, these things were the same principles that were being used. Maybe not in those ways, but it's the same. And it's the acknowledgement. And I know that a lot of people, especially I'm in the U.S., and the United States president refuses to take responsibility. And this is insane. But, and I I got triggered (laughs) so much. (laughs) But then I was like, dude, everyone sees. He's not fooling anyone. So... You know, you, you don't have to ride all that anger, meaning to say the anger is yours. That's you. That's, I don't know from what part of your psyche or experience, but it's riding on a political one. That's what we're doing. We're, we're a lot of our um, issues with our personal lives, our feeling of hopelessness, we can't address, but it's easier to attack somebody else. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The blame. That's why we're always blaming someone else and venting out our emotions, but actually it's just emotions we have not resolved. We have not confronted ourselves. That's so true, Del. Okay. So everyone is now trying to remember that. It's I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And then end it with thank you. We will have that on our Facebook page as well as the reference if you want to read more on it. Um, Since we're already talking about things that can help us deal with whatever it is that we're going through. uh, Somebody had asked a question about meditation, especially since Del has talked about it a lot in the episodes. It's something she's gotten into a lot more again lately is meditation for everybody because Rachel sent in her concern that she's tried different kinds of meditation seem to work or in her perception it doesn't work are there really people who are not for meditation or who cannot 
meditate and the most common problem is I can't stop my brain from thinking and running all over the place your monkey brain <laughs> what what am I to do and, and for those people they need it more than anyone else <laughs> they can't stop the brain. Um, meditation is definitely for everyone I think it should be something um, that everyone is taught at a very young age and there are schools in the UK that do teach meditation. There are curriculums in the United States right now where they are um, including meditation as one of the activities that they're training children on. And they found that when children are taught meditation, they are better able to moderate mm. their own emotions. Yeah. They are better able to um, confront their own fears. They actually perform better in school after meditation. And it seems to um, calm the energy down among these classrooms of children. So if that's what it's doing for little children, can you imagine what it would do for us? I think if we were all meditating, we'd definitely have a lot less negative emotions. We'd perform better in every area of our life. Um, and uh, definitely this world would be a lot safer as well. Um, meditation does some remarkable things for you, including um, for your mind and your physical body. When we meditate, it's like getting more sleep. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and everybody knows that getting more sleep allows your body to recover and to recuperate better. And so every time we're in meditation, we're giving our body that chance to do that as well. Also, when we're meditating, it is um, calming our nervous system down. We have something called a sympathetic and a parasympathetic nervous system. And every time we're meditating, we're actually activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which has a host of uh, positive effects on the body, on our hormones, on our organs, on our digestive system. Literally every part of our body is um, benefiting from a meditative state. In terms of why you would want to meditate from a different perspective, let's say in terms of career or family or relationships, every time you meditate, you're going to go into a space that is, 90 time, uh, that is nine times bigger than your conscious mind. So our brain is divided into a conscious and a subconscious. Your subconscious mind is about 90% of your mental space. Your conscious mind is only 10%. Okay? And because your, your mind is kind of a ball of energy, because of volume projection, the subconscious is 6,000 times more powerful. Nine times bigger, 6,000 times more powerful. So all the power that you have is actually in the subconscious. And if you're sleeping, that's when you're in the subconscious. When you're awake, you're only in the conscious. You're not accessing any of that power. Right. All of our great leaders, inventors, artists, all of them were channeling the subconscious mind when they came up with these great inventions and inspirations. Um, there are many quotes from like Albert Einstein, Thomas Edison, and they all speak about, you know, how their visions came to them in their dreams or in their altered state or in a moment of inspiration. And all of that falls under kind of the um, umbrella uh, idea of that meditative space. And so um, if we want to perform better in our life, if we want to use all the power that is within us, we need to access it from the subconscious mind, not from the conscious mind. Our conscious mind is analytical, logical, rational, but our subconscious is the one that is creative. It is a part of us that is spiritual. It is the part of us that is um, much more in tune with what's going on deep down inside of us. And all our emotions, our dreams, our visions, everything is in the subconscious. 
So if we have that one tool of meditation to get into the subconscious mind, we would improve our performance in every area of our life. So it is incredibly important. And the only reason you can't meditate is you don't know how. Yeah. And you just need a technique. Okay. For example, if I go to the gym and I have no clue, you know, what to do. All right. I don't know how to lift weights. I don't have anyone to show me anything. Right. I'm not really going to get much out of that workout. Right. But when you have a trainer there that's showing you how to, you know, lift that weight, how to do it without injuring yourself, which muscle you're targeting, you have somebody who's showing you how to get the most out of that one hour workout time, you're going to get a lot more out of it. Right. It's the same way. If you're going to try to meditate, just you close your eyes and you sit there and you're like waiting for meditation to happen, it doesn't work that way. Mm. Meditation is something you're training your brain to do. To me, the most effective way of learning meditation is a technique called self-hypnosis. It is something that I, uh, I learned maybe about 12, 14 years ago, and that's how I started meditating. In the beginning, I could barely go one or two minutes of being thoughtless, you know, without any thoughts creeping in. Mm-hmm. But from one to two minutes, it went to five minutes. And then I was able to meditate for 30 minutes to an hour. And now it's like I can meditate anywhere, anytime in a crowded area. It could be noisy. I can still meditate. You can put me in a movie theater and there's like an Avengers movie going on and I can meditate there. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't miss out on the fantastic Why movie. would you do that? Okay. Why would you do that? You know, but, okay, what I mean so- How do you do it? Okay, let's break it down because we know that the goal is to be able to meditate. And when you tell people, okay, meditate and you get into this higher um, kind of thought or process or level, I think think a lot of people will get intimidated right away. So um, maybe if you can go back and how did you feel? So, okay, I'm going to try, let's say, the people who who keep trying. What is the exact feeling or if you can verbalize it sure in that one okay. minute in that first one minute of successful meditation any what's the feeling okay so when you really access that state of meditation first of all you're in your subconscious mind okay you may have thoughts but they're just kind of like passing by and you just kind of watch them so that's kind of the first state of meditation at this point you're just relaxing there might be random thoughts but you don't judge it you don't get upset like oh why am i thinking about my to-do list don't react <laughs> neutrality Let it pass. Let it pass. And as you start to kind of just stay calm in your space, you'll notice that you feel lighter, more relaxed. And suddenly it's like, it's just quiet. It's quiet, but it's really a comfortable, quiet space. And suddenly you can feel brighter, lighter, more relaxed. I mean, everyone kind of has a different signature feeling. Mm -hmm. Like when I take my students into meditation, some will say it feels kind of like a cold breeze. Some people will say they feel heavier because they're going deeper. Some people will say they feel lighter. But everybody has a specific feeling that they associate with that meditative state. And the more you practice the meditation, the more that feeling gets more and more pronounced. The best part of meditation is just to kind of sit there without doing anything or thinking anything. You're Mm -hmm. just being. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's like your awareness is just there. I'm just here and I'm just being. I have no agenda. I have mm-hmm. no, you know, nothing I'm trying to do. It's not active. It is just being. Okay. okay. And you stay there for as long as you can. At some point, you're just going to start to get a 
uh, awareness of your surroundings, of your right. body. You know, because while you're meditating, you don't even feel your body. Okay? It just feels so beautiful. And when you start coming to, you'll feel your fingers, your body, you'll be back in your surroundings again. But it's like you've been changed. You know, you just feel so much better about yourself. You feel so much better about life. You're starting to think and see things better. And that's really what meditation does. It's like you suspend time and space for the time that you are meditating. Mm -hmm. And you forget about your problems in regular life. And you just kind of are in that space where it's all about you and your awareness and just being present in that space. And then you go back to your life after you're done and everything just looks different, looks better. You react better. You know, and you carry that feeling with you throughout your day. So that's kind of what it's like. Okay. I mentioned a technique, uh, Monica, self-hypnosis. Yeah. Really, I think that it's something you can learn in an hour. And if anyone's interested, we did a webinar on it. It's like an hour long. Um, and we teach you how to use this technique to get into your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our students who have done it, they found it really easy to meditate with it. So if it helps anyone... They're welcome to go check that out on our website. Okay. Um, I can't go. I'll go ahead yes, and share please, it. Please, right please. Yeah, of course. ThirdEyeOnline.com slash digital. Okay. ThirdEyeOnline.com slash digital. And you can find all our events there. We do a lot of different webinars, a lot of free talks. And most importantly, every Monday, we do a free group meditation. Oh, nice. Mm. Every Monday. And what time, Sanaya? Every Monday. It's usually either at 8.30 p.m. or it's 9.30 p.m. Philippine okay. Standard Time. And it's open to anybody and everybody. And what's amazing is that when you meditate as a group, even if you have difficulty meditating on your own, when you go into a group, it kind of helps you. Nice. Because everyone's brainwaves start to sync together. And so that's why people find it much, much easier to meditate in a group. So if you want to get started, you know, join our group. Okay. okay? You just on there you register and every Monday we have one and it's a different kind of meditation you know one day it'll be like a mantra meditation another day it'll be a, a heartbeat meditation a, you know they're all different kinds of guided meditations and we're doing it live so nice. it's not a recording okay all right okay? And so we'll do the meditation it'll be like 15 minutes long and um, usually we do an introduction about the meditation and then we open up for any questions so the whole um, segment is about 30 minutes long and, um, and, you know, you are welcome and you are all invited to join us and to participate in that. And at least, you know, if you can meditate every Monday, that starts your week. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good so, idea. So all they have to do is register. Is it it's free? It's, it's free. free. Okay. It's free. There you guys go. All, all you people out there, especially the ones that yeah. get triggered a lot. Try it. <laughs> right? So we've shared breathing techniques. We've taught you Ho'oponopono. There's, you know, free meditations every Monday. And um, we have a webinar called Self-Hypnosis where you can learn how to meditate. I mean, So the webinar, we can just access that if they go to your site. Yes. Oh. You just access it, register, and that's it. You can watch it whenever you want. Del, no, you're the, the one who's really been into meditation and the three of us, Jude, Fran, and myself, really saw the difference before meditation and after you really got into it. So can you share with us your, your experience and why so, you got into it again? So I started, uh, okay, so I, I was doing yoga back in 2007. And part yoga, the, the one we know as yoga is, you know, the asanas and the poses, right? So that's a moving meditation. And what it does is to help you focus on your breath, 
and forget about the future, forget about the past. Just stay here. What do you need to do? So all of that. Anyway, so I started reading, reading, reading. And I, because I was so interested in it, but let me tell you, I was in so much pain. I had just broken up with somebody and I didn't know what to do with myself. So that's what brought me there. (laughs) And then one day I fell into it. This deep meditative state that I knew I was not asleep. And I fell into it. There's a word. I I can't remember the word now, but some people fall into this meditative state without trying. And I had gotten into it. And I don't know how long I was in there, but I knew that this feeling I had was so immense. And it was, I felt so small, but not insignificant. Mm -hmm. And this energy was so warm. And so comforting, no words, no, it's just all like, so anyway, I was in love, but I got out of it and I couldn't get back into it. So anyway, life happened, you know, I had kids, left radio, I'm back here, I'm drowning in my new life. <laughs> and so at the beginning of the podcast, I think I started doing um, guided meditation, the Michael Seeley that I was recommending to people, but I knew that I didn't want, I, that was my gateway. And then I started researching Mm. and I stumbled upon what people call transcendental meditation, TM. Mm. Now, if you do that here at least all all over the world, they will charge you so much. But there are people who just refuse to to call it TM because it's trademarked, trademark Mm. TM. (laughs) But, But really what it is, is this is many hundreds of years old and all you need to do is to say a three-syllable mantra. Now, don't ever say your mantra to anybody. That Mm -hmm. is something you only use for yourself. Oh, like you make it up? You make it up. It's not a word. It can be a word, but it's better if it's not a word. Um, Make it up. For me, I incorporated the syllable um. Mm. And so what I did was, my recommendation is, I'm only on day 11 and I've been meditating in the morning when I wake up, 20 minutes. I have my, my phone next to me and at night. And I never fall asleep doing the meditation because of this mantra. So the mantra is, uh, so you just breathe in and then you breathe out. And all of a sudden you just notice where the tension is in your body. Mm. And you will really feel it. So just do the, the, the breathing that Sanaya was talking about. Do it for maybe, I don't know, 15 counts. And then you'll really relax. And then you say your mantra. Don't ever say it to anybody, not even to your kids. And say it. So what, what you're actually doing is tricking your brain to do something that's not really, it doesn't mean anything. Mm. But it's just a way to make your mind think that it's doing something and all of a sudden you disengage. So what happens in actual meditation is your pre, uh, prefrontal cortex, the, the part of the brain that's reasoning, judging, you know, scheduling, all of these things goes offline. So think of your brain as a computer. What happens when you have so many tabs going on and so many apps? it slows down. That's what's happening to us. Meditation is shutting it down, rebooting it so that when you come back online, you can do the work. You need that space. So, um, so I do this and I, uh, my recommendation is put your phone on, don't start big because doing 20 minutes is hard. 
because yeah. your your brain's gonna start to think about whatever. It's it's trying to get you back into the think 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 gotta 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 gotta. So start with one minute, just and you won't fall into that what everyone calls that warm feeling that don't don't, don't baby steps. Just think about say the three syllable two minutes. And that's all. And if you keep doing it, if you, sorry, if you find yourself thinking of the grocery list or, oh, I need to do that. Or, oh, my butt is itching. Tell yourself, oh, okay. You're the, you're the sky. You're not the clouds. The clouds are the thoughts. Be the, be the sky. So you see your thoughts. Oh, oh, I was thinking about going. Oh yeah. I'm thinking about that. Go back go back to your breathing. And when you do this, you build it up, you build it up. I'm now to 26, uh, 26 minutes. I say, I give myself that five minutes where my mind's like this, especially mm-hmm. when I'm so over angry. the place. <laughs> but at some point, your brain really will disengage. And at, the, at some point, you're not even saying the mantra anymore. Mm. And then once the alarm goes, you're like, what was that? What happened? Where was I? And maybe it's going to get deeper as I go along. But for now, I'm like, I needed that. It feels like, like you said, everything, like Sanaya said, everything looks different. Yeah. And I'm able to really calm myself, like even to my husband, even to my kids. Of course, there are times that I'm still triggered, but I forgive myself as easily. Like, no, I just lost it that time. I'll do better next time. Okay. okay. Yeah. And, and I really feel a, a lot a lot more in control and a lot kinder to myself because of it. And if anything, it's just a wait for your brain to just stop the stimuli, let it just be so that you can go back online and do a lot more. So start small. I can't do that yet. But start I don't have time for hours. Pero yun ang yun ang dream ko ngayon. Bigyan nyo lang ako ng three hours kung kaya ko. Yeah, but just, uh, it, it, we won't be able to tell you exactly, but please do the work. David Lynch, the director, is a big proponent of it. And maybe when you watch his videos on YouTube, you will understand it better. We can't describe it to you in one sitting, but go try it. Any kind of meditation. So, you know, Dell, that part you talked about disengaging when you just feel like you're, you're, you rebooted. So that's actually when you go from your conscious mind into the subconscious. That's really where the meditation happens. And um, another thing I wanted to add is, so you put an alarm because you want to come out of 20 out of 26 minutes. Is it correct? Because, yeah, because I have to cook. So I just tell my kids, that's my negotiation. Okay, guys, just give me 20 minutes in the closet. 26 <laughs> now. Just don't open this door. Try no alarm. Try no alarm. And just say to yourself, I have 26 minutes. Oh, really? Okay. Will, yeah. will my, I will be able you to. come out in 26 minutes. Okay. That's one. And it won't be like jarring. Because when it's a, an alarm, right? Yeah. It's like really jarring to your brain. Mm. And you want to come out like in stages as well. Because that will make it a lot smoother. And it's right. better for your brain. Okay. Right. So just set the intention 26 minutes and you're going to come out of it in 26 minutes. And right. what it does also, it's going to stretch the 26 minutes to like an hour. Cause you know, when you're in meditation, time stops. You're yes. not, yeah, you're not, you could be like, you could have meditated for four hours in like five minutes. 
Right, right. Because at one time, my, my son came in, so I looked at the watch. I could have sworn I was there for I don't know how long, but I saw it. It was just seven minutes. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's, a really, it's a story that comes to mind um, that was inspired by what you said. So once I was at the embassy, okay, and I had submitted my passport, and, you know, it was full. There were so many people there, um, and I knew they were going to take a really long time, and they didn't let me bring my cell phone or my iPad or my computer, right? Some embassies are like that. So I literally had nothing to do except sit there. So I said, okay, why don't I just go into meditation? And it was so loud and so noisy. Okay. It was the Indian embassy. I remember this in, uh, <laughs> okay. And, um, so I go into meditation with all that loud noise and, um, I was in meditation for more than an hour. That's how long it took them to turn my passport around. And, um, literally maybe 30 seconds before they called my name, I naturally came out of meditation <laughs> Okay. Nice. My brain, your brain knows it yeah. knows okay? wow. because you know there's a part of you that goes forward in time and back in time it's our astral mm. anyways so I came out of meditation and they called my name and it felt like five minutes so I looked at the watch it was more than an hour. so it was like a really good use of my time mm. <laughs> yeah okay just don't meditate behind the wheel Guy <laughs> 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 traffic oh <laughs> Oh, I hope I hope this kind of inspires people to just try it. You know, I mean, some people are like ah, this is hullabaloo, but you know, just try yeah. one, it once. Try it once, and maybe maybe you'll just like it. Yeah. Oh, Sanaya, thank you so much for joining us. Gels, do you have any more questions? Sorry, before we. Um, I just came across one on Facebook. Okay. Athena wants to ask, how can I teach children with special needs to meditate? Maybe it will help them control their emotions that they cannot verbalize. And can children meditate? What is the age where uh, children can start meditating? Wait, you know, so I have two little boys. Um, and I have been wanting to teach them meditation. And I was also looking at the right age to teach them. And what I realized, it's not really about an age. It's about mm. the maturity level. Okay. And the way they can moderate themselves. Like my two boys, like two of them together, they're only a year and a half apart. There's so much testosterone. Like I cannot <laughs> get them to sit down quietly. They're not at that age yet, you know? Right. Um, but I think my older one is almost there. He's about four. So he can kind of sit down and he actually likes it. So if I get him alone, we're able to do a little bit of meditation. The best way with kids is use their imagination. So once I had to work with a little kid um, who was having some issues at school, and I put him in a state of meditation by having him imagine that he's on a flying carpet, and he's flying through the sky, and oh. it took him to the candy land. You know, so basically you do that kind of, a, you know, use their imagination and create a whole story, and that is them in meditation. That's all it takes. You know, okay. close their eyes and they're meditating. Okay. okay. And by the way, like that's how I was able to take this kid to his school on the magic flying carpet. And that mm -hmm. showed me, and then he talked me through what was going on at school. And that's how I figured okay. out what was bothering him and why he kept crying. Right. Um, okay. School. Okay. All right. It's oh. really easy. And the younger okay. you start, you know, the better. There's also some great guided meditations on YouTube. Um, there is one that I'm going to give you guys. Maybe you can post it. Okay. But you can like play that and have your kids uh, listen to it. Let me see if I can find it now. 
Uh, also, what you can do is for autistic children, it's the same thing. Have them, you know, close their eyes and use their imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with a lot of kids with special needs. First of all, theta healing is especially effective. Um, one of my um, clients was uh, on the spectrum and uh, he was sort of somewhere in the middle and through the healing on the mother and the child, he went to almost the other end of the spectrum where it was like very borderline. And so that was really wonderful. Yeah. So it really works for, um, for children. It really works as a therapeutic tool. Um, so the, here's a couple of tools. Uh, here are a couple of resources on YouTube. Cosmic Kids Yoga. Apparently that's uh, where you can do some yoga with kids and it's really fun. They oh, I know that fun. one. Yeah, David does that. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one um, for guided meditations. Let me see what this one is. Good evening. Okay. What is this world? Okay, I'll have to send that to you. I don't know if yeah, you all these sources, Sanaya will be sending to us so we can post we'll it post on it. our yeah. Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. All the references that we've uh, talked about, and um, we will definitely have it on our Facebook page. You know, uh, on the Third Eye Wellness, they actually did one uh, meditation for children, and I had Juliana join it, but I wasn't with her while she was doing the meditation because I had work. And then after my work, I caught up with them, and (laughs) Juliana was, you know, because the coach, what meditation coach was talking about how you know you look for the dolphins so what juliana was doing she had her eyes closed and she's like <laughs> okay, she, okay maybe she's not yet ready but we'll see we'll try it again so cute. with kids you know you have to keep you know do it over and over and over again and what really helps is if you do it with them so mm. if you are meditating and they're watching you meditate meditate right they already yeah. start to think normal yeah you know like I do healing all the time so when my kids you know they get hurt they have a fall you know and I'm like okay can I do some healing for it's totally normal for my kids they'll be like yeah of course mom you know can you do some healing or sometimes if I have uh you know I, I got hurt my son will be like should I do a healing for you like it's all <laughs> You know, so whatever we do, they're going to do. So if you start meditating, they're going to start doing it. Yeah. Uh, we've got a guidance counselor, Chris Rancudo, saying that's very helpful for us in helping our students. So Chris Rancudo, who is a guidance counselor. Athena is excited to do that with her students as well. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for all those. And Sanaya, thank you so much for yet another guesting on the Eavesdrop podcast. Thank you all for having me. I love, you know, having this kind of great conversation and the amount of things we're able to share with other people is also very interesting. Thank you for your time. Thank Thank you. you. We appreciate it. You know, we know you're busy, so uh, I don't know how long we've been going, but Thank you again for the time. Sanaya. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame guest. <laughs> Please never we're not stop counting, saying yes. We're not counting Gina, right? So it's, it's, it's Anaya. All to herself. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Anaya. Thank you so much. It's Have a great Sanaya. day. Before you go, how can people find you? Where can they find you? How can they reach you? Yes, thank you. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it's at Sanaya Gurnamal. So let me spell that out for you. That's S-A-I, uh, excuse me, S-A-N-A-I, 
Y A H. I'm misspelling my own name. S A N A I Y A H G U R N A M A L at Sanaya Gurnamal. You can also check out my healing center. It's at the Third Eye Wellness. Okay, our website is thirdeyeonline.com. And you can find all kinds of like meditations, resources. We have plenty of videos on YouTube. So look up the Third Eye Wellness or Sanaya Gurnamal and you can get in touch. And if you have any questions, you know, just uh, message me and I'm always responding to students and clients and anyone who writes in. So definitely, you know, if um, you'd like to join any of our events or if you'd like uh, any more information, just get in touch with us. Thank all you. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Sanaya. Enjoy your hump day Wednesday. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And if you guys get onto her website, check it out. They also have other healing modalities. So, for example, um, you want to try something else. So, you've heard friends doing really well, speaking highly of, say, Reiki, access bars, or whatever kind of uh, other kinds of healing modalities. Just check it out also on their website or you know, other sources. There are plenty of other uh, healers out there. Okay. All right. With that, that's going to wrap up our show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Thank you to everybody who tuned in on Facebook Live. We appreciate it so much. Um, we're going to release this as a podcast, so you'll have the audio version of it too, just in case you don't want to look at our faces. <laughs> But why wouldn't you? <laughs> we're so Somebody cute. found my, my, my head we're turban so was too distracting. So if you're distracted by this, just uh, listen to the podcast instead. They were looking at your... I'm hiding something, Kasi. <laughs> they were looking at it too close because it was blending in your background already. And <laughs> they were probably staring at you hard, Jelly. What is that? Yeah, I was actually mesmerized by it. I was think, trying to guess how you how do you do that? Right. How, how do you do it? Can, can you show us? No, because that would mean I have to reveal what's underneath. Del, They would have that thing. It's either that or Jelly looks like a boy with a baseball cap on. Yeah, so. true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is a better this is a better look for me. But um, I all the first time I started to come out with the, the head wraps, people kept asking, "Hey, how do you do that? Maybe you should do a tutorial. Is it easy?" I don't. I think it comes from having had um, a wrap, a scarf from the time I was in primary school back in Nigeria because we all had head wraps and stuff there. So it was really easy for me when I grabbed a scarf and did it. So it's just a regular scarf. It's just a regular I have a yellow scarf. So it's just like a regular scarf. It's not like a it's, it's just, like a sarong, right? No, not really a sarong. But you have to grab a scarf that's long enough so you okay. can create top knot. So uh, sometimes before we go on Facebook Live, I would try different styles. And I would okay. ask, of course, Rada how he likes it. Or I ask Juliana if they like it. They're like, no, top knot your trademark. So don't change it. Do you Just tie your hair style. in it? 
Like, yeah. Is your hair my, like My hair like is that? in a ponytail. Oh, it's in a ponytail. My hair is a po- in a ponytail. And, and then, then it's it's wrapped up. And then wrap up. Okay, so yeah. Next and recording. Then yun yung assignment natin. Pati si Jude. My crowd. <laughs> my crowd will change. Napangalan na. Quarantorban daw. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, uh, yeah. And then we're going to stick the, we're going to do the game where we stick the cards on. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Let's play a game. I mean, if we're, we're just going to devolve into this. Why not go all the way, right? <laughs> Facebook. So thank you everyone. Right. Thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. <laughs> Oh wait, Mary Jo is asking, "What is jelly hiding? What's with the head wrap?" mga ano ahas. It's been growing. Lumalabas na po kailangan itago. Either ahas or sungay. Hindi talaga siya mabait maldito talaga siya. Oh goodness. Uh, thank you you guys. Thanks a lot. We hope you you like the episode and for whatever reactions you may have, good, bad, violent, you don't agree with the stuff that we talked about, we want to hear from you. Let us know, okay? Send leave us a voice message on Anchor. Oh, my special message ako dun sa nagwalkout. As if naman makikita niya to, no? Ayun, they try mo lang. Don't cut us off. Stay. Hmm. Talk to us. Yeah. And we're, we're going to listen. We promise we're going to listen. Don't walk away because when you walk away, we won't we won't understand each other. We have less of yes. a chance to understand each other. So um, stay, talk. We'll listen. We promise. Because we appreciate the dialogue. That's what it is. We want the back and okay. forth. <laughs> Jaffe, right. if Thanks. you're wondering about my lipstick, it's uh, Pale Shelter. <laughs> I don't know about the other three. They want to know. <laughs> Pale shelter. Pale shelter. Okay. Somebody's asking. It's real. It's right there it's in the usually, comments. Ano, it's usually Monica they're interested in because she always has nice lippies. We end up asking too. Luckily, oh, mine know. is right beside mine. <laughs> Ayan, ako din. <laughs> ano yung name? Ito yung kay ano? Sino to? Shit, nakalimutin ko siya. Hindi, <laughs> ano ba to? Ayun! Sunny, Sunny's mm. face. Yeah, yun. Sunny's right, face. This is Bates. Baked sa'yo? But pag-pag-pag-sayo parang red. Not baked. Sa akin parang orange. Parang, I don't know. I forgot what it's called. Sorry. Milkshake? Or is baked? there a milkshake? Yo, okay. Is there a fire? Parang ganoon. Uy, hindi ito sponsored ha. Oo. Sunny's face. Uh-huh. Mine is actually not lipstick. It's a lip plumper. This was given to me by a friend. I, do, I, I think it's a, a Thai brand, she said. But this is a gift from my friend who's based in Singapore. Her name is Marie. It's Muk Up. <laughs> M-K-U-P. It's just a lip plumper. I Sorry, di ba nagpapalaki yan ng lips? Oh, it, it plumps yeah. it? Mm. Oh, alam mo, ilalagay ko yun sa boobs ko. 
<laughs> Para mag-plump siya. <laughs> Baka mag-work. <laughs> I shall try that too, Del. Oh, kailangan natin like mga apple sticks. <laughs> 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 Tapos may meron kang kadiya. Tapos yung guy, may lipstick. Alam na natin na yan. Paano ko ano? Paano ko only one aspect of the... Only one aspect of the chest gets bigger. Just the middle part is the only one that plumps up. Paano yun? Yung mga... Yung mga... Mga projection model, ha? Oo, g- hindi na pumakapal. Sumagin na yun sa isip ko. <laughs> sa sobrang desperate ko, yung mga, di ba yung dati, merong mga ganyan, yung medyo nagtitinggot yung lips mo, tapos makikita mo, medyo uh, namamagana siya. Yeah. Pwede yun sa boobs. <laughs> anyway. Okay. <laughs> Finally, nag-work na ang hydro... <laughs> I, I was in pain when we started this, but now I'm pretty good. <laughs> and then now we have to end the podcast. Darn it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just uh, in case you were wondering why Del looked stoic earlier, it's because of that. She was she was in pain, pain people. And as you can see, the Del that we know is back. <laughs> you look like the Del. I didn't hindi uh, na tumitibok yung ano yung dito ang sakit eh kanina grabe sabi ko gusto ko na matulog kaya lang baka patay nyo like walang yata babaeng to pinag-usapan natin to ay nako anyway thank you for joining us for this Facebook Live we have an FB Live uh, scheduled soon uh, yes. and uh, we'll catch you guys next time here on the eavesdrop Facebook Live version my name is Del My name's Francesca. And you've got Jelly and... Jude Rocha, we won't hold it against you if your three-syllable mantra will be eavesdrop. We'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.